0: I want to share with you from Luke's gospel, the 22nd chapter, beginning with verse 14. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds its fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, He gave thanks, and he said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This is the blood of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out. For you. As we come to this Lord's table, the elements that we partake of are very simple and quite sterile, or at least they can be. They are designed to help us to remember, but it's been 2,000 years. And in 2,000 years, it's easy to forget. What happened to Jesus was not some fanciful story, but it was the reality of the Son of God, the perfect Lamb of God, who gave His life willingly so that you and I might have life, who gave Himself so that we might know God personally. This service will be a bit unusual in that there is no specific sermon In fact, if you'll open up your handout that you received, what you'll notice is the grace notes, uh, the notes for the sermon and the study are very brief, the front and back of one half sheet. But there are three questions, three questions on the front of your grace notes that are bolded. I want your help this morning to share from your heart the answers to these questions. And so we'll ask these questions, and I've asked David Torbert to help me. We're going to have microphones. We want you to answer these questions this morning. So take a moment to read them, to put together a thought or two. We don't expect everyone to speak this morning, but we do want to give you the opportunity to be a part of this in a unique way. Let's pray and prepare our hearts, Father God. As we come to this time, we know that you said, "If we're without words, that the Holy Spirit can give us words." and And so, Lord, what we what we want to happen right now is is not some creativity on our part, not some not something we artificially come up with because we feel like we ought to say something. But, but Father, we pray that. By your Spirit, you will move us to have the words that need to be spoken this morning as we prepare our hearts to receive the Lord's Supper. Father, you don't only speak through me. You th- speak through your body. And so, God, speak. And this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. The first question, as you see, is when we gather at the Lord's table, we're called to remember. But what exactly are we called to? To remember:
1: I wrote down that he is the Son of God, the redeemer or savior of the world. Since this first Lord's Supper took place on the Passover, we are to
0: remember how the death angel passed over those in captive in Egypt as a result of the shed blood of the animal, the lamb. And as we look at the Lord's Supper, looking forward to the cross, we are to remember that our sins, the penalty for our sins, which is death, was bought by price by Jesus as he willingly gave his life on Calvary. We are to remember that Christ represents the love of God. And how much God loved us that he gave his only begotten. That he loved so much that we could come to know and be able to stand before God without sin. Because the blood of Jesus washes away our sin. As I had a Muslim at the jail tell me about two hours ago that he wanted me to continue to pray for him that he might completely understand the risen Christ and reject the lies that he's been living.
1: We ought to remember that it's not all about us and that we would, it would be impossible for us to do anything good or be anything good without Jesus having died on the cross for us. It's all about him. It reminds me of,
0: that's supposed to be me.
1: Uh, I am to remember that uh, Christ died for me. It was for me that he died. As Noah and I watched the images that were up above of Jesus dying, he asked, is that how I'm going to die? And it just reminds me that Jesus paid that price so that we may not die. We may live. This is a reminder to me that the price was great and that without this being done, that I could not have life, life abundantly. It also reminds me that he was the perfect sacrifice, that no longer do we have to use animals to sacrifice and shed the blood to atone for our sins, but he is the true propitiation for our sins as the perfect sacrifice. I remember one of the final words that Christ uttered, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And to me, I am to remember that his sacrifice means we will never be forsaken. We remember that Jesus gave up his life willingly so that we might be saved. To live with him forever.
0: One thing to remember is that there's, there was one person out there that was willing to give everything he had and give up his life to make sure that I had a place to go when I die.
1: Um, what I remember is that he did this for me, and that every day I should do my very best for him and everything that I do. Um, even though my best will never be enough, I should offer him my best. This reminds me that I have been delivered out of the authority or the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. Uh, I think we're to remember that the atonement for our sins was extremely expensive even for God. And I think maybe the main thing is that Having suffered that for us, God's love for us is completely undeniable. God's love is undeniable. You know, each and every time that you do it, you you something is new and fresh. And this morning for me, what I'm to remember is the power is in Jesus Christ, even when it looks like it's not. When we participated in the Lord's Supper, as we are today, the thing that I remember the most this morning is is that there are two elements, the bread representing his body that was broken for me so that I might be accepted when I become broken and accept his brokenness for me and that that has the power of eradicating that old nature in me and giving me a new nature in Christ. And the other element is the wine or the blood, which represents the blood. And to me, the blood is a representation of the forgiveness that was paid for, not today, not tomorrow, but it was paid for at Calvary. And he shed that blood for my remission, for all the sins that I've ever committed past, present, and future. And, and I just love him so much for those two. He is just so wonderful. I'm called to remember that when Jesus died on the cross, that he shed a whole bunch of blood for everybody to wash me clean, as white as snow, and to be uh, being a delivered drug addict and alcoholic. I trust this man with everything that I am here today. And being gracious enough to come spend time here to praise and worship the Lord is great. And being here with my friends My brothers and sisters in Christ, thank you. As we saw the images on the screen, I'm reminded of his humanity and that he understands all that we are. And as I reflect on his resurrection, I'm reminded of his divinity and who he is. He is God.
0: As we take a look at the next question to probe our minds and our hearts, What if in our busyness or our preoccupation with other things we don't remember? We forget. I think everybody can hear me. We forget we are still saved. We are still washed in the blood of the lamb.
1: If we do forget all that Jesus has done for us in our minds, we should still be thankful that there is a Holy Spirit that does live among us that can come and soften and touch your heart to bring you back around to remembering all that God has done and all that he will do for us in times to come. Jimmy, I believe if we, if we forget and we don't live as Christ would have us live, man's nature will take over and we'll be putting self first and we'll be making all of our decisions from man's nature. And it'll be a sorry life for us. Um, I read this verse last night that said, in you know, uh Psalm 119 that said, uh, I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant. And, um, and then it talks about in the verses before that to revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. And, and in Isaiah where it talks about that even if we forget him, he won't forget us. He's ascribed us in the palms of his hand. And to me, that just helped me to remember that even though I may be unfaithful, he remains faithful And he'll come after us. And for he is, he's the good shepherd.
0: I wasn't going to take your thing, but since you got this close, I'll get it up. What I just seen for me to remember is that uh, what a wonderful creator and what a wonderful God that we have to send his son down here to go through all that
1: for me Hmm. that I might be saved. And that's what I'll remember. What I remember. To me, the question should really read, when in, our, in my busyness and preoccupation, I forget. What we need to remember at that time is the word of God. Get back into the word and to pray.
0: And the final question to help prod us along as we prepare our hearts to come to this table is, how can remembering the significance of the Lord's Supper change our lives beyond This moment,
1: I think, uh, out of our grace group studies, uh, this came to me quite clear, and and that was drinking and eating condemnation to oneself. But that dissipated when I realized that once we have a relationship with Christ, there is no condemnation in Him, Mm -hmm. and I'm thankful for that. The bread and wine are memorials. Uh, of what Christ did for us. And when we commemorate what was done by observing the Lord's Supper, um, what it does is it shows our gratitude for what Christ did. And through that, our faith is strengthened. And that's for all time. That takes us beyond just observing that today. One of the things that was significant to me as I was watching the video is that in um, my busyness, I often crawl down off the altar and put myself in charge. But when things were tough for Jesus on that cross, he didn't crawl down. He put me first. Um, I think that the way remembering the Last Supper um, is important to me because it gives me the spirit of God. God's love and it's my obligation to share that to others that I come across. In 1 Corinthians it says that we are to examine ourselves before we partake of the Lord's Supper not to eat or drink unworthily. And to me that is a continuing thing so that as we sit here this moment if we know that we are forgiven for our sins but God wants us to come to him and acknowledge that we are continuing to sin and to bring that to the altar, to ask for forgiveness and receive it, and to go out from here in a spirit of repentance.
0: I think I I remember as we willingly take on the body of Christ and his sacrifice and his blood that he shed for us, we take upon his body so we are now his hands and his feet we are his physical manifestation on earth. We, he came to serve, so when we willingly take upon him, I remember that I came, or I am here to serve. And that's, that's what I remember from this day.
1: Um, one thing that I remember is that with taking the part of the Lord's Supper is that Jesus did die for me, and he died for everyone, and he died for our sins, and that through taking the Lord's Supper, He he is resurrected, and He still lives, and He still lives among us. And similar to what Daniel said, uh, we take it with us and to live through it, and for Him to live in us and through us, and so that we should live a life more um, pleasing to Him and to go out and to continue to spread His love to others.
0: you put the first question back up, Toby? Because I, too, took a, a few moments to... Thank you, David. I appreciate your help in this. And and thank all of you who who helped give us some enlightenment. I, too, wrote down some answers. And the good thing is they reflect very much the things that you have been saying. And this should give you confidence that you don't have to have a pastor, a preacher, or priest. You don't have to have them. To understand what God is saying in your life. Now God has called people like me and others. To open up God's word and to share its truth. That's an important thing. But you can open up God's word. And the Holy Spirit who lives in you can illuminate it. It can bring light to God's word. It can bring you alive to God's word. So that you too can understand what God is saying to you. Let me share with you really a summary of what you've said as I attempt to answer these questions. What exactly are we called to remember? The Lord's Supper pointed backwards. It pointed backwards to an event that took place in Egypt, the Passover. It was a time for the Jewish people to remember how God had delivered them from bondage to slavery in Egypt and had set them free and called them to be his people. It was this Passover meal that Jesus was celebrating with his disciples. But in that time, he gave it a new and more full meaning. Because he was pointing forward to something that would take place in just a few hours. You see, in the Passover, God's people were called to find a lamb without spot, without blemish. To kill the lamb and to take the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorposts of the house. So that when the angel of death came through Egypt, he would pass over... Those homes sparing the death of the firstborn in that home. Jesus came as the perfect Passover lamb. When John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. What Jesus would do on the cross was the sacrifice that was needed for us to have our sins forgiven forever and as we come to this table we are to remember God's deliverance not simply from bondage in Egypt but from bondage to death and hell you and I have been set free and so when we take of this cup when we take of this bread we are to remember all that Jesus has done for us the deliverance that we have and we are to take it in a sense of solemnness and Because of what the occasion means, but that solemnness is mixed with an intense joy. Because what he did, he did for us. The second question, what if we forget? What if in our busyness, what if when our lives get so full and we're so distracted, what if we forget? If we become preoccupied. And forget what god has done for us we will not lose our salvation it's true even when we are faithless he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself god that's his character he's faithful he's going to live up to his promises even if we blow it but if we re, if we forget then we will live for ourselves and we will make up our own rules and do things our own way we will lose our passion for intimacy with Jesus Christ. But we will also lose our passion for those who are lost apart from Christ. We will be a people who go through the motions of religion but have no heart in it. Our faith will become a moral obligation, another block to check off in our to-do list rather than being central to our lives central to who we are as the people of God but what if we do remember how will it affect our lives not just in this moment as we feel the emotions and, and share in the bread and share in the cup not only at this moment but as we leave the building as we go back on Mondays to our jobs and to our schools and as we reengage engage with, with everything that's going on in life What if we remember, what difference would it make? If we remember, we will live in gratitude. Absolutely overflowing with gratitude for what God has done for us. It was so undeserved, but so full and complete. And we'll call others to receive it. Because we have found the answer. We have found the truth that sets us free. We have come into a relationship with God undeserving And yet God has opened the way for us to be his child. And we have the privilege to share that with other people. And if we remember beyond today, we will. We will have a boldness to call people into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we will cheerfully give of our lives, of our time, and even of our money in order to accomplish kingdom purposes. And if we remember, we'll change the world. We can't help but change the world if we remember what this truly, truly means. May we prepare our hearts now to receive the Lord's Supper.